I have pink hair. It yeah. has changed me. Oh, yeah? Yes. How I am, so? I am nice. <laughs> I'm soft. <laughs> you have pink hair. You're soft, like cotton candy and oh, yeah. lovable and That's sweet uh-huh. and springy. There's a spring in my step. Oh, yeah? I'm going to try and make this whole episode say something nice to and about Patrick, okay? Really? Yes. I feel like you just accidentally walked into that one <laughs> and didn't think that through, but okay, go ahead. You, I'll let you start right now. No, no, no. We need to introduce the show. Okay. Okay. Do you want to start? Yeah, I'm Patrick. I'm Francesca. And this is Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. We put corners in a triangle. Why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a desk acting on the screen. You know who it is, man, it's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is Last Name Basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. The biggest news that we have today in Goings On About Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, what the hell is going on in Brooklyn? That's good. With the siren? I doubt it'll pick it up. We are hosting the Celebrate Brooklyn opening night revel on Tuesday, June 4th, at the Prospect Park Band Shell. I think it was an interesting choice to start in that way. Um, yeah. But yes, that is true. I wasn't throwing to you so you <laughs> no, could say I, something nice about I me. I know. I'm, I'm pushing free. myself. <laughs> <Feel free. laughs> I'm pushing myself. I felt like you just kind of jumped right in. I did. And you didn't, you know, we usually take a breath. Before yep. we actually, you know, say hello to everybody. What's up? We're here. We're hosting the pod. It's been a month. It has been a month. Since we've produced a pod, so I think that that would be a great way to start. But if that's we okay. already started, so can we stay on can topic? We? Okay, yes, sure. We are super excited because we are <laughs> hosting a really big deal event for Brick. That's right. It's huge for a few reasons because I think we'll be the first time we've ever actually hosted a live event outside of our podcast together, correct? Yeah, we've done live podcasts, but I don't think we've ever hosted an event. Yeah, that's what I just said. So, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I thought you were trying to be nice to me. I am. Oh. I am. <laughs> How's that working out? I just reiterated from where I'm sitting, all I it's did not going great. was Say that I did something. That's not not mean. That's not mean. Okay. So we will be hosting our first event and at Prospect Park Bandshell, which is really awesome because it is sort of our local community haunt, Mm -hmm. so to speak. We've seen a lot. We've actually seen a lot of great shows there. We saw Punch Brothers. We saw um, Tune Yards. Yeah. We've seen a lot of really great performances there. And now we will be hosting and introducing the one and only Patty LaBelle. Honestly, I still cannot believe that's that that's pretty, going to happen. That's a pretty big deal. But Patty LaBelle is going to perform, and Patrick and I will be on the same bill as her. Sort of. Actually, I don't know if that's Technically, true. Technically, yeah. We're on the bill with LaBelle. Oh, Come there on you now. go. That's for pretty your game. good. No, I don't know if it's for the game, but like, I just. Oh, okay. I think. You can say that anytime you want. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. I'll um, be saying that a lot. So, baby, when you saw in the email that yeah. Patti LaBelle would be performing, what did you think? I thought that was awesome. I'm totally going to get to meet her, and I'm going to get a picture with her. Mm. But I honestly don't know if that's the case, because we might host the first portion of the event, which is like a fundraising, look back on the year, discuss this and that, and like talk about the, I, I actually don't know. Good we job. haven't met with the team yet. Yeah, okay. So I don't have all the details. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, like, presumably we will be in the same space as mm-hmm, her mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. at least long enough for me to say hello and get a photograph, yeah. and that would be enough for me. Okay, here's what I want to know. But now I'm wondering if maybe she might just be like, you know what? I'm famous, and you're not, 
And so I'm going to go from the green room to the stage, do my magical performance, and then leave. And I don't have time for you, Mr. Ty Optional. Do you know who Patti LaBelle is? I do, of course. You do? Yeah. So when you saw her name in the email, the feeling that you had was similar to the feelings that I was having? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, great. So what we were talking about before, I think, is a perfect time to segue into now. I put together a quiz about (laughs) Patti LaBelle for you to partake in. Did you? And as Uh, a bonus, again, because I am trying to be nice, nice, Uh I thought, hey, if you could come up with a cute name for this quiz— that you could have that as a bonus. And I'm mm. look, I'm giving it to you up top okay. so you have time to think about it. Uh-huh. I'm not springing it on you, uh-huh. okay? I told you before we even before we even knew that we were recording, I told you about it. And I told you about my process of going on the rhyme zone. <laughs> you told me that you failed to come up with a name no, no, on your no, own. I came up with one. And the idea I you had was up to with give one. me a, quote, opportunity to no. come up with a name. You it's know okay. what? Fine. So <laughs> think about what the name of the quiz is. Do you so, want me to write the questions, too? No, I them. Okay. Give me the Patti LaBelle quiz. The Patti LaBelle quiz. Number one. Yeah. Patti LaBelle was the lead singer of what musical group? Number one. LaBelle. Number two, the Supremes. Mm-hmm. Number three, the Four Tops. Oh, uh, actually, I don't know this. I know you don't know <laughs> That's the whole point of this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with... <laughs> I'm going to go with the Supremes. <laughs> I mean... I like changing my answer. No, that's your answer. <laughs> I'm going to go with the, no. the Four no. Tops. I think the, maybe LaBelle. Oh, my God. LaBelle in the top. Babes, if you answer, if, if you answer <laughs> I legit have tears in my eyes. Uh, no, baby, you're wrong. Okay. She was the lead singer of LaBelle. Oh, it was that easy. I thought that, that was, I thought that was like a faint. <laughs> I lo- that's why I did Man. that one. Okay, ready? Yeah. Number two. Which one of these Patti LaBelle songs is a duet? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number one, on my own. Mm-hmm. Number two, if only you knew. Mm-hmm. Number three, new attitude. Or number four, if you asked me to. Oh, oh. You don't know this one either. I, I think I do, though. Mm. There's one, and it's. I think it's if okay. you only knew. Mm, no, you are wrong. No, there's the one with the dude, and he comes in, and he... That's on my own. That's on my own? And it's Michael McDonald. Uh, on my own. That's my <laughs> really bad bad That's look. terrible. <laughs> but I do the same thing. I know. But it, she has, like, an iconic, like, a ah. little bit. It's like a little, it's a little, a uh, little jiggly, wiggly. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, it, it's a vibrato. Yeah, a little tiny bit. Yes, that is a song of Michael McDonald. Shout out to Michael McDonald, who my aunt, when I was a kid growing up, would say sounded like a black man, but oh, he God, is not. Oh, he's not? No. I don't know the guy. Listen, did you see nothing in my face? That's right, because was he talks about how hard it was in the song to be on his own and how much better off they'll both be. They never want to spend one night alone. Right. They want to be together. And, I, but, and I'm not judging. But it was like necessary or something, right? Like this was like the, the natural course of the relationship. Oh, God. And now you are literally talking <laughs> out of your butt. 
<laughs> you even were doing a face. You were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember this Let song. Let me tell you. Okay. Now, this is a special question that I feel. More special. I than now the last feel confident time. you might get this one. Yeah. Because you really surprised me when we were at home. Name a Patti LaBelle song. <laughs> Just one. There's. Um, you were singing one today. Well, it's I, on my own, obviously. Right. But you can't use right. that one. There's. I just named like four. <laughs> <laughs> like the really good one. Um, Lady Lady Marmalade? Oh, good it? job. Yes, that was with, she's LaBelle. That was, that was her group. Oh, that group. was in LaBelle? Yeah, that was her group. So like, I know that she's got like, part of her catalog is like, That's literally one song. Right. That's, well, that is the Marmalade. <laughs> yeah, You're saying, like, her catalog saying, is this? I'm saying that it's, a, <laughs> she has two songs. <laughs> one so, with Michael McDonald, <laughs> one about sex. <laughs> right. She has a lot about sex. No, I know, but Lady Marmalade. She's got Marmal- one called, like, I'm moaning. She's got another one called. Yeah, um, you just went on Wikipedia because nobody knows no, that No, 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 no. I've heard it. And she's got another one called, like, Sleep With Me. It's just no. called Sleep With Me think, or Let Me Sleep With I You. I think that you're lying. No, I don't think I'm getting so are... much extra credit no, in this question no, 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 no. that it makes up for all the other questions mm-hmm. that I missed. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. Let's not have you embarrass yourself any longer. There's two more questions. Uh-huh. This one is. What Patti LaBelle product can you find at Walmart? Number oh, one, she has a product that you can buy in the store. I did not know that. And is, is it one, cupcakes, two, sweet potato pie, or three, coffee? Ooh, ooh. I feel like I actually knew this at one time. Mm, I like a, maybe There was I, a viral story about it. Oh, right. It was, I think it was the pie because it's cupcakes or pie. I know it's not coffee. Mm, it was what is your final of, answer? Some sort of pastry. I'm going to go with the pie. Yes! Yeah. Patty's pie. That's it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I did a In thing. In 2015, a video of a guy eating a Patty's sweet potato pie went viral. Nobody even was mm. checking for these pies until this video went viral. And then everybody wanted to taste them. And at one point, there was a pie sold every second in Walmart across the country because people <laughs> wanted to taste these pies. I've heard conflicting reports as to if they're good or not. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Huh. Patty wanted a piece of the pie. Oh, they she came got to it. Branded. Oh, I like that. Look at you. I know. I'm a writer. Uh, I know. I'm a I know. writer, bitch. See, <laughs> now, yeah. you know, I think the bitch calling is probably oh, the nice. Is, is that your effort to? No, no, no. The, that's I'm the a, softer friend. I'm a writer, bitch, is not even about you. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. more of it's just about like, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about me. Anybody who is around when I say it mm-hmm. can like soak up, you know, just like the wonder of the, that the, statement. Uh, the offense. It's not about calling anyone a bitch. Uh, okay. Now we've come to the final question. Yes. This is the bonus. Oh. If you can come up with a clever name for this segment, I'll give you a point. And so far, out of four, you got two right. Plus the extra credit for naming multiple songs. No, no, no. You didn't name multiple songs. I did. Those other ones. I named at least three, no, no, four, no. maybe we're not, five. Listen, we're not counting those because what it's about questionable. Stir it up? Look, you obviously uh, have Wikipedia open, and that is I don't. cheating. <laughs> no, I don't You're have a cheater. it. Up. Look, stop <laughs> stalling. Do you have a clever name for this quiz? I don't. You're not even gonna try. Oh my god. You want to think of some words that rhyme with label? Some words that rhyme with patty? Look, this is what I was telling you: is that that is. But a how'd strategy. that work out for you? I mean, I've got one. Do you? I do. All right, let's hear yours. Because I don't have any. Are you ready? Sure. Give me a drum roll. 
I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) My quiz was going to be called What the Hell with Patti LaBelle. That is... Weak at best. I know. I Listen, I didn't say it was a good name. That's why I didn't intro the segment that way. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is, is that I offered you an opportunity to contribute. Mm-hmm. You didn't. Okay, here's a name. Oh, okay. If you only knew the answers to this quiz. Mm-hmm. You like that? There you go. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you. So you got a 50%. No, I didn't. Yeah. I got three out of five. No, there are six. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> I like there's dead silence while you counted. <laughs> oh my God. Thank goodness I went to college. So we're going to just double back a little bit. We've been gone for a minute. Shout outs to Chaz Ferdinand on Twitter who tweeted just the, the lone sentence. Y'all got some nerve, which I took to mean, where the fuck are you guys? We get those. When we don't release a podcast for a few weeks, yeah. we have people get antsy. People tweet, oh, I've been angry. listening to past episodes. Yep. I went all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, somebody which... listened to the whole thing again. They worked like graveyard shift somewhere, and all they do is listen to podcasts, That's and kudos to them. Wild. So we're really going to try and get this episode up quickly. So I actually was in... The City of Angels mm. for a month. You were. You were in Los Angeles. Also known as Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I was out there for pilot season trying to be an actress. And if you're wondering, still not an actress. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know. You did great, though. You had a lot of interest. You got had, a lot of callbacks. Yes. You saw some action. I went in there you for get some any parts, but quirky that's okay. corners. Yeah. I went in there for The quirky some. corner. We talked about this. You mm-hmm. have to have a hot cop, mm-hmm. a quirky corner, mm-hmm. and what else? And like a stone cold bitch. I went in mm-hmm. for a lots of bitches. Really? Oh, yeah. I feel like you do well at that. I, you know what? I got to say, shout out to the haircut. It's made me a new person. I got a lot of <laughs> auditions for, you know, she's at the, the hottest be- one in the at room. At the top of this episode, though, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you were saying how much nicer it made you. Oh, no, the pink. Mm. So I have pink hair right now. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. Mm. But the pink hair has softened me. And I do, and I think that the short yeah. hair, this short hair has made me very, like, mm, 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 high fashion, you know, like, ooh, like, Oh, she's giving you looks, you know, mm. very mm. sexy and like high fashion. I like the short hair. I think the short so hair looks great. The short hair was I'll getting me called in for the hot cop. High po- No, I didn't get one hot cop. You look too young to be a cop. No, I don't look Actually, too young that's to be a not cop. fair that's because they always cast these people that are like practically yeah. children. The hot cops are always rookies. The hot cops are always rookies. Mm. They're always new to the force. Not necessarily. Sometimes they're well, the badass listen, main character. I'm, listen, or the one like the troubled alcoholic. Who, and you're like, you've been on the force me. maybe six months tops. You're I don't 22. Know. I don't know if you heard me, but I spent a month in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what Hollywood wants. So now I know a lot. Like one of my best girlfriends. We stayed together, and she went in for no lie eight hot cop auditions. Yep, and that sounds about right. They were all rookie cops. You know, if you've been on the force a long time, you're not hot anymore. 
You know, people have been shooting at you. Well, there's you. the old cop. Right, but, but that cop is not hot. But they're also not the main characters. I'm usually. just saying to you. The, it's always the young ones. I'm telling you. You know what I'm talking about? Those shows where, like, literally you have a cast of, like, doctors, and you're like, well, these are all 19-year-olds. We're not talking about How doctors. Is this even We're possible? talking about cops. I'm talking about hot Cops is a very specific phenomena uh, in television. It's a good niche. And I became more acquainted with it mm. over the 28 days that I spent in the city of Angels. Mm. The shortest mm. month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I For was all there. month, but it I just was... happened to be the shortest month. Well, you know. How many hot cop it. auditions did you go on? Not a one. Okay. Because I don't look young enough. Okay, I look older. Because of the short hair. The short hair. I also just think, uh, you know, I, I, not that I look old, but I do think that the hair has matured me in a way that long hair made me look a lot more youthful. Agreed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, adult women are like, I don't have time for this long hair. I'm not doing a ponytail and a mm-hmm. blowout and a twist out. I'm doing all that shit. I'm going to cut it all off. But to your point, I have a young sounding voice. Yeah, I think you said you went in for a judge that was supposed to be kind of rough or like bitchy or something. No, no, no. I went in for a chief resident. Chief resident. uh, In a hospital. Uh. And my voice just isn't deep enough. I don't sound. Which is funny because it's chief resident. Yeah. It's not even the leader of the medical. But they need an authoritative voice. Right. And the feedback that I got was that I just, I read very young. Yeah. But. She did test for three television shows, which is very cool. Testing is kind of like uh, an advanced callback where all the producers are there. Carrie Washington was in the room. What? Um, Fred Savage was in the room. He has a big face, but is very cute. <laughs> big face? He does. I don't know what it is. I really like him a lot. But when I walked in, yeah, I was no, just he like, seems great. whoa, the face is big. And it was there. And it was telling me that I was doing a great job. He's like a sunflower. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) He had his little hand in his chin the whole time, and he was like, this is wonderful. You're wonderful. You're great. You're great. So it was nice. It was a nice little boost of confidence. Also, while I was in Los Angeles, I wanted to bring this up because I did see that you had some shady tweets that took place. Me? Yes, I took the month off from social media in February, and during that time, Patrick tweeted something along the lines of, Francesca's not on social media right now, so she can't say shit about this. I saw that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember doing that. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, you know how Twitter moves. It's so <laughs> f- everything happens so fast. Well, I just you jump in, you you add your little thing, mm-hmm, and then you move mm-hmm. on. To, and a well, day later, you've forgotten what you even tweeted. I then wanted... somebody goes back, like a spouse maybe, and mm-hmm. digs it up. I didn't dig. You must have. It was have. sent to me. It was dropped onto oh, somebody into my DMs. <laughs> somebody else Someone DM'd, it, DM'd to it to me. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up because. <clears throat> what did I say? Oh, Francesca's on a social media break right now, so she can't say anything. You tweeted out an episode because I messaged Patrick and I said, hey, can you promote the podcast this month because I'm taking a social media break. I'll have you know that Patrick had a little attitude with me because he did not believe that I was really going to take a social media break. And then I believe that that is why he tried to bait me with this tweet, thinking I would see it and respond, but I didn't because I was on a break. And then when I returned, someone DM'd it to me and I saw it. And I'm just bringing it here okay. to say that I was the bigger person, 
You, you were just not on Twitter. That's the <laughs> no. You just weren't on Twitter. That's the only thing. Right. And I've been on a I've been on a pretty um, more or less complete Twitter break as well. Mm-hmm. It's just too you're much. You're trying to be like me. I didn't do it because of you. I well, yeah, you're right. I sent that tweet and I didn't get the response I wanted. I said, <laughs> you know what? There's no reason to be here anymore. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm out. No, but you're right. The social media break is making a has made a big difference. And now I'm trying yeah. to figure out the best way to balance going forward because it's hard. It's it hard. is just so depressing. I, I followed a bunch of comedians. They all do like they all follow little formats. Yeah. You know, like one will be like, God, and it'll be like, so jellyfish, you're gonna be like this. And jellyfish will be like, does that mean I get this? And it'll be like, God, punchline. You know, just right. like silly well, little. Yeah. It's like there's a definitely a formula for Twitter jokes because mm-hmm. it's like no one says this, and then right. like some it's ridiculous gif. Sure. gif. But even they make jokes about what's going on in the news, which is not to say that we don't need those jokes. But the news has been so bad lately, and I just want to be clear because I said this today, and someone's response was along the line of, "Well, we need to know about these stories and." It's true. And it's true. I'm not saying we should ignore them. I'm not saying we should put our fingers in our ears. What I'm saying is we need some sort of balance because it is all bad news. And some of it's very graphic. You know what I mean? Like I can hear about the news without seeing like an actual diagram of where somebody was abused and touched or like a video. I haven't seen that. People are sharing stuff in the name of – you know, this needs to be talked about, but it's graphic sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, and then every, and then people start saying really insensitive, horrible things in the name of making jokes. Like that's the other thing where it's like, okay, right. some celebrity said some awful thing. Yeah. Let's cut it up and turn it into a song. And yeah. I'm like, I don't really. Yeah, it goes two routes. So first the, the thing happens, then it gets the attention on the social media platform, and then it diverges into people who have. Hot takes. Hot takes, but two types of hot takes. One is like emotional hot takes, their anger and sympathy and like something that's emotionally driven. Right. You know, they're like, this is the problem with the world, right? Right. And then the other ones are like, well, how can we turn this into a joke right. or a meme? Yeah. And then how between can I get the two of those, you're just like, this? I don't think we've done any justice for the actual problem or the news story. And I th- actually, when DeRay was on, he was kind of talking about the exact same thing. He was right. like, you have to do something at the end of this. And he had mentioned sort well, of being a little bit upset about the nature of social media as well. Not yeah, to put words I, in his I mouth. I get but. that. I mean, it's twofold in the sense that there's some stories, there's nothing we can do. Right. Some celebrity does some awful thing or someone loses their life and there's not something personally I can do about it other right. than to express my emotion or to grieve or ex- express solidarity for people who are going through a tough time, what have you. But then... To your point, there's this whole swath of people that see these awful situations as they're opportunistic. They're like, well, if I can pop some jokes off, then maybe I can have something go viral and then I can drop my SoundCloud link or I can promote my podcast. And, you know, social media is an amazing promotional tool. I I would not be here. We would not be in the studio if it wasn't for social media. But I can't help but feel oftentimes sad and dragged down by watching people descend like fucking buzzards on news stories and like rip the story apart for their own personal gain. And it just makes me feel 
bad. Spending 10 minutes on Twitter for me means I'm angry because I don't have an infinite scroll app to fall back on. You're on a slow elevator. You're going to the top floor. You're just like, okay, I've got a solid three minutes to kill in this crappy old elevator. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? I can stare these other people in the face because they're standing right next to me. Or I can, like, fall into my phone for a minute. I open Twitter. I don't get past the blue screen with the little bird on it. And I'd shut it immediately. I'm like, I know what happens when I open this app. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be annoyed. And I'm going to be less productive for the rest of the day. Yeah, you know, I have to say I had the same situation when I was in LA because I actually deleted Twitter off my phone. I deleted Facebook and Insta. I took all my social media off of my phone. Mm -hmm. And I was often in the Uber thinking, well, what do I do? What do I do now on this ride? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I've forgotten how to be a normal person. How do I just sit in a car and right. do nothing? Yeah. Just listen to music, read my lines or read a book or just look out the window right. and like experience this new place that I'm in. Whereas normally what I would be doing is just ingesting all of this bad news and not just bad news, what everybody else is doing, which is a big part of my problem because you know, I like myself. Like, whatever. I have pink hair. <laughs> okay, okay. Little haircut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that even as someone who 89% of the time feels pretty good about themselves. Sure. When I go onto social media, oftentimes... I just leave feeling bad. That's actually LinkedIn. If you're a lawyer like me, that's where LinkedIn comes in. So if you scroll through LinkedIn, people are like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Check out this paper that I published and things. And then and then you have those feelings there. I'm immune to it on Twitter because I'm like, I'm not trying to be well, yeah, a Twitter. Yeah, no, I don't think Twitter is the place. I'm it's not trying to be popular here because this is more like celebrity, a lot of activists, but mostly somebody who's, mostly people who are looking to be popular in well, those channels. you're not channels. following people that you actually know on Twitter. That's like the difference. That's also true. Right. Like on Twitter, yeah. you're following celebs and news. On Instagram, news for me. on Instagram, it's like people that I actually know. And mm-hmm. celeb- celebrities and also um, people I've worked with or want to work with, people sure. whose careers I admire. And even Facebook is a little bit of that, where people are sharing their personal achievements. I'm sharing my own personal achievements. And I, again, I can't say that I haven't been victim to that, right? Like, we don't go on social media, or most of us don't go on there to talk about the bad things happening in our lives, you know? like No, definitely not. Some people do, but I really don't use social media in that way. Right. I know a girl on Facebook. Her Facebook is very entertaining because she and her boyfriend break up every other week. That's awesome. And she posts <laughs> all the intimate that's details. A, that's a good angle. I mean, I don't think that she went in with a strategy. No, like, that would this be is a my good Facebook strategy, brand. Yeah. But could, all I she does. That Twitter account. It's a Facebook. She goes. Yeah, I know, but if it was a good little work, crossover, I don't work, do Facebook. doesn't work on Twitter. It couldn't because Twitter's only 140 characters. On Facebook, you could put together like, a whole fucking collage of pictures and mm. quotes. You can write a whole dissertation about why you're breaking up with this person, and it doesn't work on Twitter. You know what I mean? And why, and so can, why does this person keep breaking up with her boyfriend? Can we get a little, oh, some of the juicy facts here? No, 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 no. I'm not going to go into right. it. I've been away for a month. I don't know what right. she's doing now. Well, I will say, though, too, though, you came back off this social media break, mm-hmm. and you instantly went back on social media. <laughs> no, no, no. I instantly went back only because I literally have contracted things I have to post. Okay, That's fair the enough. only reason I'm back. All right. And I'm not back in the same sense in that, like, look, I've been back on Instagram for all month. I've posted three things. I haven't been posting on Insta Story. And again, that's not to criticize anyone else that Good does it. Oh, you know what, though? That's true. You haven't asked me to take a picture of your outfit in a while. 
No, I haven't. Which was pretty typical. I Every see, time we used you know to go what? out, you'd no, be no, like, no. can we take a video of this? No, that's can actually you do a boomerang? Not true. Mm-hmm. That's actually not true. I stopped yeah. asking you because you would always cut off the top of my head when I had more hair, especially. I got pretty good at it. No, babe. You were constantly complimenting my photos. Uh, no, and you also have shaky hands. Oh, my God. It's true. I mean, I didn't lie. <laughs> None of these things are mean. They're just honest. When I have more hair and I would have my hair up in a bun, I was always so annoyed. I'm like, you would crop the picture right in the middle of the bun? And I'm like, that doesn't work for me. The whole point is I want to show the whole hairstyle, and it's fine. I'm right. just saying. you say nice things about me. Remember, I'm just going like, to remind you, you brought, gently. Okay. Yes, you brought this up. All I'm saying is, is that I have tried to, or I'm figuring out the best way to balance going forward because unfortunately the big part of my problem was that social media is part of my job whether it's like I have an event going on or I have a new episode of the show or I'm on a podcast or some press or I'm up for an award or whatever it is social media is how I connect to my audience and let them know what's going on and then sometimes people hire me and they say like we have this thing going on can you please share it or we're going to produce a piece of content around you. Mm-hmm. And now we need people to see it. So it feels in some ways trying to keep your social media engaged and active so that people are still there when you do post the branded stuff or when you right. do have an event to promote that like there's a constant stream of info and jokes and this and that. And it just – it turns into me constantly being like, okay, I need – content uh, like and I don't yeah. that's like kind of that. part of the trap though when you use social media to your advantage and to build a brand and to market your brand and to make yourself available to your audience you're kind of beholden to it right oh, I mean yeah. there's the, you can work all the time you have to yeah you you can work all the time it's also and there are a lot of youtubers who fell into that trap oh, where they yes. had to work all the time it was like every day you have to post another video or you start losing audience and if right. you start losing audience you start losing people get burnt out they can't take a vacation because as soon as they take a vacation their fans yeah. are upset that they're not making content anymore it's a lot and good for you for doing what you can to sort of separate yourself and keep it compartmentalized so it doesn't run your life. Thanks. Like I said, I am still figuring it out. And what was reassuring was that when I talked about it publicly, like I made a little announcement, I got a lot of messages from people that said, I really need to do this myself. You know, Personally, I think everybody should go online and say, I am quitting this. You should, too. This is not good for you. Here's the thing. We're at a place in our world where we do need social media on some level, whether it is to connect with old friends or family members or to get unbiased news, like on the ground coverage when things are happening, like Ferguson, for example. That is like one of the only reasons that I can see social media being really, really valuable. But I think what you really need is a better news source as opposed to a social media platform where people can throw well, hot I takes think, back and forth. Well, I think that the way that the institutionalize plat- this like I need to be somebody on this platform or I need to come up with a clever angle on this well, thing gonna, or I have to voice my complaint or something like that. You're you know? not going to be able to manage how people use social media in that way. People want to post hot takes I think and that's jokes. my point. What I'm saying is that like you have to have the good with the bad in the sense that, like, we can't manage all the bad shit that's coming out of it. But there is some good shit that's coming out of it. And the only thing we can do is manage how we choose to interact with it. And that's what I'm trying to do right now because I can see 
the fun aspects of it, like when this college admission scandal thing happened, the jokes were hilarious. Like I had legit minutes where I just looked into my phone and I was just laughing and I needed that levity. It was a terrible story. It was unjust. But then some really great conversations came out of it about affirmative action and legacy admissions and all of yeah, these. Yeah, that's the com- benefit. It encourages people to be engaged. Whereas right. if it's to unilateral sorts of news and people don't have an opportunity to speak up about it within that platform, then I think they're less likely to take it seriously. Voices that have and never I think gotten, that's a good point. Voices that have never had a chance to be heard are heard because of social media. Mm. They get jobs. They get all kinds of opportunities. Like, uh, again, like, I'm not going to sit here and slam social media. That would be ridiculous of me, of all people. Right. But it's more of finding a balance. Like, there's always mo- you know, moderation, right? There's so much, there's such thing as too much of a good thing or too much of I don't know, a bad thing. I was going to say that, but I don't think that that makes any sense. <laughs> no, it definitely doesn't. <laughs> too much of a bad okay. thing. <laughs> too much of a bad thing equals a good thing. It's like a like a double negative. Yes, exactly. I think that's a great way to wrap up goings on about Brooklyn. Why don't we move on? I have recently become low-key obsessed with this story that people have probably seen everywhere, and it might be old by the time we're talking about it, but I still find it fascinating. Elizabeth Holmes and her company Theranos. I don't know if there was, like, some huge PR firm pushing her story, but there was one week where everybody was talking about it. There was an ABC News special. In that that week they did the special? Yeah, they, like it aired. The ABC special I didn't see that. aired that week. I watched it, and then that's when I suddenly saw her everywhere. ABC also put out a podcast called The Dropout. There's a book that came out about her called Bad Blood, and HBO has a mini series called The Inventor that is about her. I have read so much about this one. Did that all come out at the same time? Because that is It was suspicious. all announced at the same time. Oh, that's um, really... It, I don't know if it was like a domino effect or yeah. one, you know, one person saw, oh, crap, this thing is coming out. We should get our thing out too. Mm-hmm. But if you're not up to date on her, she is a young woman that I missed it when it was actually happening. But in the early 2000 teens had a company that she claimed was going to revolutionize how people get their blood blood drawn, and it was a complete scam. And she was able to scam multimillionaires out of all of this investment money, including Walgreens. She got like $40 million from Walgreens. Right. She claimed that they had equipment that could do multiple blood tests based on a drop of blood. 100-plus simultaneous blood tests off of a prick of your blood. Right. Which, if possible... To the vials of blood that they need to draw when they do normal blood work. Right. And and the whole advantage was going to be, you know, especially if you're an elderly person and you have cancer or you have all of these issues and you need to get your blood drawn. Like Getting your blood taken is very difficult if you're old and you have very small veins or mm. you're very sick or you're a child. You know, say you, mm-hmm. you're a kid going through cancer. Or you're scared of needles. You're scared of needles and they have I to... I don't do great with needles, I'll be honest with you. Oh, really? I mean, I can do it. It's not It's not a problem, but put it that I like, I won't watch them do it. Really? I have to look away. Yeah, I have to turn my head a little bit. Yeah, I when it's I get my blood drawn, I make all sorts of noises. Like, I'm definitely really? the type of person that's like, oh, oh, oh. I believe yeah. that. <laughs> I can totally see you doing yeah, that. Yeah, I squeal for sure. I just I talk to whoever's drawing the blood, 
and I try to pretend it's not happening, basically. Mm-hmm. I turn my head and I continue the conversation while I look away from them, and they, they know exactly what's going on. Because they've done it before, oh, yeah. and they know how difficult it is, which yeah. is all of the reasons why this proposed new technology sounded really exciting. Right. But what's so mind-blowing to me about this is this isn't something that, you know, she threw it out there and then got discovered a year later. She was in business for like eight years before anybody figured out, like, this is a complete scam. Selling these lies. Well, what's mind-blowing to me is that in the process of lying herself into successful contracts with uh, major retailers... She bought the exact turtleneck that Steve Jobs wore. Because yeah. she was obsessed with Steve Jobs. Because she thought it would make her like look more like Steve Jobs-esque, she, like a successful entrepreneur. She hired former Apple employees. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. She hired the same like advertising firm that came up with like one of the most iconic Apple commercials, the Think Different commercials like back in the 80s. Yeah. Even, like, the branding of the company was very, like, white and clean and kind of She was just trying to cop Apple and Steve Jobs style, like, 100%. The other thing that she did— She's like, I'll just look like Apple. She had a pear, and it was, (laughs) (laughs) had a little bite taken out of it. a little fruit. The other thing that she did that is so creepy is she changed her voice. She talked in this, like, very deep voice that sounded so fake. Oh, I read that. Before I knew that she was faking it, I just was watching this special, and I— I thought like her voice sounds so strange. Like why? Yeah. Why does she sound like that? Yeah. It was a, a total put upon voice. And I have. And to- I heard there were moments where she broke character. Yeah. And then her real voice came through, and it was really awkward. Do you think that was her Steve Jobs voice? No, I think you know there's a lot of criticism when it comes to women's voices. Sure. And the idea of having. She thought having um, a more masculine voice. I believe that that's what she thought the because climate better. When I sure. heard a, a clip of her actual voice, it didn't sound bad, quote unquote. She just right. had like a f- more feminine, high pitched voice, and you know it's really interesting because like this whole vocal fry thing. It gets lobbed at women, but no one says that about Ira Glass, right? Like, in the big scheme of things, or even, I was on I say it about everybody at NPR. I don't know where they recruit these people, but it's like they have to go through a test. Right. And unless they have this nasally voice thing going on, then they're not allowed in. Well, I think that you, oftentimes people start to sound like the people that they work with, the people that they're friends with. It's also a regional thing, and, you know, Chicago Public Radio, there's a lot of people that are spending lots of time with each other. And again, it could be a multitude of those factors. But when men sound like that, there is not the same like conversation about like we need you to grow up or the word like is another example. You and I both use the word like, but oftentimes when criticism comes up about it, sometimes in this very podcast, it's lobbed at me. And so I think it's Again, not to justify what she did because she did a whole bunch of terrible things. But it's interesting that she thought, well, if I have this deeper voice, maybe more people will take me seriously. And in some respects, it worked. People were giving her millions of dollars because they assumed she knew the fuck what she was talking about. Yeah, and she didn't. Yeah. She had no, she dropped out of Stanford and used that as like a, I'm so talented, I dropped out of Stanford. 
But then people were like, yeah, but you can't drop out of school and go into biomedical. Like, you can drop <laughs> yeah, out of you, school. You can go. You can drop out of school and, like— Invent an app. Invent an app or, like— or be a, a musical prodigy or— You could do so many things. You can code. There are a lot of people who are just good But coders, you need to go to medical tech. school in order to be a you medical professional. You can't fake that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when I listen to the podcast, which— I'm not going to recommend the podcast only because I think it kind of had a flop ending and I don't think they did a real fair analysis of why she was able to pull the wool over people's eyes because ultimately I think this is a huge example of white privilege. Basically attract, like not super attractive, but like passably attractive white, blonde, upper middle class woman Mm. who was able to get old, wealthy men to give her lots of money on a wholly sham, not real company And a large part of that was because of her privilege and her access and her ability to say, like, I dropped out of Stanford and this is who my parents are. And to move in these circles. And I'm sure the turtleneck didn't hurt. (laughs) I mean, people are like, Steve? (laughs) I don't know why, but I want to give this person a lot of money. I have a good feeling about this. But if she was brown, nobody would have been giving her those fucking dollars. And I thought it was very strange and annoying that that was like this huge gaping hole in the podcast. Like they just never talked about it. They talked about how people are excited at the prospect of a female entrepreneur, which I do think, again, these were old stuffy men Mm. that were thinking, well, look, here's a female entrepreneur. Like this is going to make me look really good to give a huge financial investment to possibly didn't didn't you tell me that that some of them were just really kind of fawning over oh, her? Oh, it was a mix of those things. And she was sort of being flirtatious or something no, like that. No, no, no. I don't think she was ever being outwardly flirtatious. Uh-huh. One guy she was dating on the side, but they did not make that public until the lawsuit happened. They are both facing criminal charges for Oh, so he's part of this. Yeah, okay. he was part of it too for defrauding these companies yeah. I and mean, these investors. But There was, like, this old guy. I can't remember what his name was, but he's, like, 80-something years old, and it was his grandson that was like, dude, she is pulling the wool over your eyes. And when they played all these interviews with him, he just talked about how lovely she was, and he felt like she was this young prodigy, and he wished she could be a member of his family. And the way that he talked about her was not in a romantic sense. It was more of, like, he was enamored by her, enamored by the story. I kind of wonder if this is, if especially the popularity of this story has sort of come on the back of the popularity of the Fire Festival documentary. It was really successful. It had everyone talking. I wonder if people who who published the book and ABC thought, like, hey, we see how well that did. It's like a sort of a new crime show. Yes and, and right, no, it's like white only because crime. like a book takes over a year. No, the true. book the book has been in progress for a long time. Mm, that's true. They might have pushed up the release date to kind right. of capitalize on all of these things. And same with like the podcast. Like it was eight or nine episodes. It was very well researched. They had a lot of interviews. I mean, at the very beginning, they said that they had spent over a year collecting all of this stuff. So it could have been one thing happened and everybody just thought, like, let's capitalize on it and get this going. I mean, same with the Fire Festival. That was over a year ago. So, like, that documentary didn't just come together. Like, they had been working on it. I think it's more that people love scams. Like, it's interesting to hear about how people got duped, Mm -hmm. partly because I think it makes us as an audience feel... Like, oh, that would never happen to me. Like, I would never get 
taken advantage of, like the fire festival, and especially maybe a yeah. thing like that where I it's think like rich like kids. The, yeah, they like the drama. I know I like you know seeing the the rich people get it sort of stuck to right. Them. But this is not an example of that. This is a situation where. There were people who were actually gravely ill that were depending right. on these tests. Once you start messing with the medical profession in any way, you, there are different problems. Yeah, or people right. who went in it's thinking— It's not like you, you're going to meet some famous person or we're going to get you to the front of the line at whatever special event or here's a free ticket to the Oscars, whatever right. the fire festival people were selling. Right. I mean, I think— Very different. Right. It's more of there were people who were very sick and— needed these blood tests or were in remission from cancer or other Mm. illnesses and were relying on these blood tests to let them know if they were going to continue to be healthy or if they had a recurrence of their illness. And she took advantage of people who really wanted to believe that this was some amazing innovation that was going to change the world. And if it was a real thing, it absolutely would change the world. Sure. And but be it's extremely not possible. But it's just, it's not. For a lot of investors. Right. Right. Which was the hook. But yeah, I mean, she also, you know, she had that sweet apple image going for her. She was very smart at like branding herself in a way that looked like. We want to believe a good story. A, a female success. Entre- a female entrepreneur who's like very slick. And the she's, female Steve Jobs. The female Steve Jobs the who's going to change the medical industry and save lives and dropped out of Stanford. And I think you gotta drop she out, was only like 23. Don't, geniuses don't complete their programs. They have to drop out. It is written. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I want to know. If you were going to cop some entrepreneur or some other successful person style, mm. just steal it in an effort to pretend to be as successful as they are. When you say steal their style, you mean them the same way that she did, like wear their clothes and like yeah. have my hair like Whatever, them. the advertising, whatever their angle is. I don't know. I would like dress up like a character from Boardwalk Empire and sell whiskey. <laughs> okay. You know, people be like, I don't know why, but I trust that guy in that weird collar thing with the tie bar. No, but on Boardwalk Empire, weren't they all like shifty characters? They like... were bootleggers. But, the, you know, right. people love the Prohibition era as like a selling point for whiskey. Bars do it all the time. They're like, we're a speakeasy. It's like, no, right. you're just another bar. Right, 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 right. But like I would be a fraud, so it would be like apple juice mixed with a little rubbing alcohol or something. Ew. Yeah, well, that's... Do people do that? I just want to wear the clothes okay. and talk like the old timey flapper types. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. If you were to dress like a bootlegger, would your yeah. jacket still be dusty? Oh, it would be extra dusty. Would that be part of Oh, yeah, no, because I'd be, like, moving barrels in back rooms and oh, things. Oh, okay, okay. If you think this is so dusty. It would be, so it would be legitimate dust. Oh, it would be real dust. <laughs> it would be real dust. Uh, but, of course, I wouldn't actually be doing any work, so maybe it would be less dusty. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't... I gotta be honest with you, I don't really look at anybody other than Oprah, but I don't wanna dress like Oprah. Like, no shade to Oprah, but like. She's a pretty simple dress, though. No, she dresses cute, but she also dresses like a woman her age. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. She's like your cool aunt that doesn't have kids. You know what I mean? It's also not so specifically stylized that you could say, you couldn't wear Oprah's dress and be like, oh, that's, that's Oprah. Right. Like, she doesn't have, like, a uniform like Steve Jobs did. She'd be a hard Halloween costume. Yeah, because she wears, like, all sorts of cool, cute things. But, again, cute things that uh, feel like 
your your mom's older sister who doesn't have kids and travels a lot and mm-hmm. like you know what I mean drinks wine has a garden like <laughs> you know what I mean I don't know I mean you could hey you could smoke a bunch of weed and act like a douchebag and raise a bunch of money for space travel I don't like want, Elon Musk I don't ugh. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be anything like him. No. And honestly, it's, that's baby, another— this is not meant to be a serious question. I'm trying is, to take— This is supposed to be fun and lighthearted. I'm trying to take it seriously. Why? Oh my gosh. I'm getting over being very sick. Right. I feel a lot better, but I'm also still sick. Well, if you check out the Elizabeth Holmes Theranos HBO documentary, I think the documentary is called The Inventor— Tweet us and tell us what you thought about it. I'm excited to check it out. Not that I need to waste any more hours on listening to this scammer story, but that's not going to stop me. I am what you might call an overachiever. I will be soaking up more of this story because I just think it's so interesting, and I really hope that the HBO doc delves into a little bit more as to why something like this was able to happen. Again, I felt like... The ABC podcast and even the the TV special really didn't drill down on that thing. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it. I've just gotten all the secondhand bits of information. Uh, I've seen some tweets flying around, things like that. So I don't have all the details, but I might check it out. I'm not as much of a spectator for these things. White collar crime enrages me. And I just can't. It's like looking at Twitter. I just get mad. Mm. And I'm just like, I can't I can't find the even fun Even if they get their it. just desserts? Even if they get their just desserts. Like, there's a little bit of me that's like, good, you know, fuck this person. And sometimes fuck the people that they fucked over. Mm-hmm. Uh, like fuck with the fire Fuck the fuckers. Yeah, just like, you know, you eat the rich, you know? Mm-hmm. But most of the time I'm just like, well, really, it just feels like I know that this is pretty typical. And also sometimes it provides like almost a grandiosity to what they did. It actually oh, like they kind of like elevated in, mm, in a sense. A little bit. That's like true. they're their own sense of celebrity. And I think more There were more giant people... posters with her face on them for this HBO series. Exactly. You didn't know who she was before. She could have quietly gone to jail. Right. But now we all know who she is. There's a book deal well, coming she, down the pipe, maybe. Again, you never I don't know. remember when she was popular, but at the height of you know, her business when everybody was excited about the prospect of this amazing thing. Right. She was on the cover of Time magazine. Like she oh, I didn't was know that. covered I didn't know by she was yeah. that popular. She was on the cover of Forbes. Like she was getting massive it makes sense press coverage. Because she was working really hard to but here's the thing. Like she was part of her own hype machine and then the press never actually like investigated any further than what she was telling them. And to give this like a really dark frame of reference, that's exactly what Donald Trump did. Oh. Yeah. That's what Donald, that was in, like literally Don, the majority of Donald Trump's career was hyping himself up as something that he wasn't. Right. And getting returns on that. No, they're cut from the same cloth in that respect that they are both obsessed Which with is, what everybody thinks about them. Right. Which and, is why I'm saying like when I see that sort of thing, it's almost more frightening than it is gratifying. Yeah. Even when they're caught, even when they're laid low. I get that. But know? I guess for me, There is the silver lining of she is going to jail. I don't know that she's going to go to jail for a long time because, as we all know, if you sell a dime bag of weed, you are more likely to go to jail for longer than if you are a cute white girl in an expensive turtleneck 
who defrauds companies out of multi-millions of yeah. dollars. That turtleneck's like 700 bucks. That No, that turtleneck's like 3,000 bucks. Really? Oh, yeah. How do you make a turtleneck worth $3,000? It's, it's literally not possible. Because it's a very high-end designer, and it's yeah. probably like cashmere or something. Uh, I don't maybe. know. Like it's, yeah. it's probably like high-quality fabric. That's not to say that I want it or that it's worth that much, but... It's also one of those things where, like, some brands put a high price tag on something right. just to make you just think it's, it's worth exclusive. it. Sure. Yeah, and it's like yeah. we only made five of this black turtleneck. That's the story of literally everything that costs more than it should, right? Like yeah. every expensive purse, exactly. every expensive piece of clothing, every high-end jacket, mm-hmm. almost every one of them. Just mark up. Mm-hmm. All the more reason to rent it and return it. No, we're not doing the rent the runway <laughs> thing. All right, let's do some Animal Corner, and then I think we're almost out of time. We've okay. been chattering for a while now. Yeah, let's do it. Animal Corner! Animal Corner! Quick Animal Corner. This is great because this goes to what we were sort of talking about with the internet age and the social media hype and all of that. Another person has fallen victim to the need to take their own selfie. Oh, God. We hear these stories all the time where somebody fell off a rock. And my favorite is person doing upside down headstand yoga position on a cliff falls off. And, die. and you're just like, this And you is... know what? There was a week no, where there was a bunch my, of those. When I say my favorite, I mean it's the most twisted, absurd, and sad because it's so pointless. Right. Yeah. Favorite but, meaning the worst. Meaning the worst. It's like the best example of just a completely unnecessary death or dismemberment. In this case, this woman jumped a fence so that she could take a selfie with a jaguar. And this jaguar reached through. There was two barriers, one to keep them away from the cage and then the actual cage that the jaguar was up against. Mm-hmm. She jumped over the barrier that put space between them and the jaguar, got next to the cage, took a selfie. The jaguar just reached through the cage and just started raking her. Yeah. And she's all like, it's it's like, why did you want, what made you think that you were, what was he going to do? Like, did you expect duck lips from the jaguar? Like, <laughs> What did you think was going to happen? You know what's really interesting is I was reading something about not turning your back on these animals, that they take it as like a pre- – like they suddenly see you as prey mm-hmm. if your back is towards them. And so in taking the selfie, she really set herself up for the jaguar to take a swipe at her. Right. That if she was facing it Well, forwards, like your easy prey if you are not paying attention to a dangerous animal who's it's right not, behind you. It's not even that you're not paying attention. I saw a video where the there was a guy demonstrating it, and I guess this predated this, this lady being swiped, mm-hmm. where he had like a little camera on his head, and he was showing you that when he was facing the jaguar or the or like this the cheetah or whatever sort of kind of cat, cat. The cat wasn't really interested in him, but the minute he turned around, suddenly the cat started like stalking up to right. him because the cat saw it. You know, like you said, they're not paying attention, or they saw an opportunity. Maybe. They saw it, see it as an opportunity, and it was nuts because it. You know what reminded me of Marco Polo? Every time he would turn around, <laughs> the cat would be right. like, "What? I'm not doing anything." Right. He turned his back to him. The cat was like, "It's right. on! I'm gonna red get light, you!" Red light, green light. Red light, green yeah. light. Yeah, it's ex- it was yeah. exactly like that, and. That's unwittingly what this woman did. She turned her back on this animal, and, and then it, it did like, what it needed to do. Yeah, but uh, apparently this particular jaguar had been harassed multiple times. Like, people had done this to it this month. Mm. Like, the same month. Other people had come up to the cage and tried to approach the cage and tried to get closer for photographs and just generally l- harassed what? What? this jaguar. What, what do you 
think is going through these people's heads when they decide that they're going to do that? I think they're honestly, I think they're just too safe for too long, they start forgetting that the world is not... In other words, not... white, white people. Yeah, I mean... They're yeah. like, you know what? I have everything I could want. I don't have enough danger. This reminds me of when you want those those chickens to have little guns. <laughs> dino lasers. chickens. They were dino chickens, and they were going to have lasers. And I was like, and it was, that is some white it was meant, shit. <laughs> it was meant to have... you... It was meant to inject a little excitement into the world right. because I'm just right, right, too right. safe. Right, right, right. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> that y'all are getting too safe We're too out safe. Here. And then we start doing this crazy shit like going on to Extreme a cliff. sports, wild doing, animals. And doing a handstand over a thousand foot drop. Yeah. Yeah, we do that stuff because we just have learned to be just too comfortable. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. We need like a good, a solid pterodactyl attack. No, no, we no, need no, no. some. We need no, 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 a no. little bit just, of something to push us in the think, right direction. I think it's important to note here when you say we, you're speaking about your people. I'm speaking about the white people. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Okay, this is a perfect time for right. you to speak for them. <laughs> <laughs> Focus on what you know, mm. and you know mm. that y'all this is needing some spice. <laughs> this some is, excitement. I think people like this just don't realize that. The world does not revolve around them. There is real danger in the world. Yeah. And because you are on flat land and you are in a comfort zone, the zoo, mm -hmm. where everything is in its proper cages and nothing is expected to jump out at you. But she climbed the fence. I mean, she like literally right. tempted fate. It doesn't mean that there aren't still dangers inherent in those settings. Oh, my you know? God. And that was another example. There was video on Twitter of her arm meat hanging out. Because they were trying to help her, yeah. and they were just the, had the camera right there. I don't want to see that. I don't need to see the results of the jaguar ripping her open. I, I don't know. I kind of wish someone had jumped in taking a quick selfie with the arm meat. <laughs> How does it feel? That is. That would be that's that's selfie justice right there. Selfie justice. <laughs> that's a thing I just made up. I honestly, I really like it. I think you deserve a point for that selfie justice. Yeah, is well, a, yeah. Weren't you supposed to say nice things about me during this episode? Literally, did about, that happen? You know what? Look at you. Yeah. Look at your posture right now. Is very aggressive. And I was literally doubling back so that I so could, you could say try to, something nice. To give me a point. And then you steamrolled me. Yeah, I did. So you because gonna you let were going to give go, no, go, go no, ahead. No, no, because I was about go to ahead. Go do ahead. it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's this do it. is now say something nice about Patrick. Selfie justice. I love it. That could be a great book. That could be a mini series. Could be. I think it's a great title. Um, and I want to see it become part of the daily lexicon. Mm. I want you mm -hmm. at home listening to the pod to try and use selfie justice in your life and give a nod to Patrick because he's the one that came up with it. He's making sure you me. give me credit. Not I'm gonna the be writer. out there on Twitter. Every time you use it on Twitter, I'm gonna come out of the woodwork being like, I got a trademark <laughs> on selfie justice. It's not quite selling you in the and they use You'd something. Be like, that Just another example <laughs> of people not appreciating the white man's right. accomplishments. Here I am being erased by yeah. my uh, my own erase story. My intellectual labor. I'll, I'll use all the buzzwords. Yes. Oh my god. That sounds great, baby. Make it a hashtag. That can be, you know what? And when it becomes popular, that'll be my thing to be angry about. You can put it in your bio. 
put that in your bio. Came up with selfie justice. Yes, that was me. And then was erased by the internet. Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna we are going to predict that you're gonna be erased before it's even <laughs> happened. And if people don't erase me and start crediting me, I would be like, no. <laughs> Why? You were supposed to erase me. That was the whole angle. I mean, nothing for you to be mad about. Oh man. Well, I believe in you, and I believe that there is uh, an opportunity for you to be erased from your own story. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm about to erase myself from this podcast. Listen, we had so many things on this list that we wanted to get to, but we did not because yeah, we just we had kinda, such a great conversation. We kind of fell into a pretty solid deep dive on the whole. I mean, I had Luke Perry is dead on this, and I, know, I really and wanted to talk about I know, that. But baby, that's going to be such an old story. I'm fine with that, though. Out. But my the reason I need to talk about it was because NPR ran a story, and the title was Remembering Luke Perry, Who Made an Unreal Fantasy Boyfriend Real Enough. And I just thought that was like, I don't know if that's really completely a positive angle. And I feel like if like, like, I mean, he's an act, he was an actor. So he wasn't, he did his job of acting. He made an unreal fantasy boyfriend, you know, feel like a lover. You know what I mean? It, It was like, he did enough. It's like if they were like, you know what, like remembering Ty Optional, who came pretty close. I mean, that sounds like someone that... I hope they run that story. (laughs) Remembering Patrick, who, uh, you know... Just kind of, kind of did it. Mm -hmm. He was, he was there. He, you know, he, you know, I mean, he didn't crush it, maybe. But we have to run this story about him for some reason. I don't feel like that's what they're saying about him, though. It feels like that. No, they're. He made an unreal fantasy boyfriend real enough. Real enough for who? The audience, meaning that like he was playing this character who is super hot Mm -hmm. and felt unattainable, but his performance. Felt real, yeah. So that the audience believed that. Yeah, it, you I, that's know what not I mean? the vibe I get from. Well, this. I think that's what they were. It's NPR. Yeah. Give them some credit. Why are you trying to throw yeah. NPR under the bus? Because because of their vocal fry discrimination. Look at you coming in here taking shots at National Public Radio. Mm-hmm. We have been in the studio for a month, <laughs> and you're gonna come back swinging right. at the top motherfucking dogs. I know that they're going to erase me from selfie justice. They'll be the first ones. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I'm on guard. Well, you know what? I'm on the offensive. I will make sure, no matter what happens, when you pass, whenever that time may be, that selfie justice is featured prominently in your obituary. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then NPR writes a story that says, remembering Patrick. I can't. Who made selfie justice kind of a thing. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't promise that NPR is going to care, <laughs> but if they do, I will make sure that that request is directed directly. To Thank them. you. That's all I ask. You are so very welcome. Listen, we had a great episode of the pod. We'd love to hear what you thought about it. You can tweet us with the hashtag last name basis, or you can do it as individually at Cheska Lee. At Ty Optional. We'd love to hear from you. You can also email us, lnbpodcast at g. Mail.com. I don't know. <laughs> For some reason, I, I thought I got our email address wrong. But There's only can, one email that starts with G. I know, but I didn't know if, I, if it was LMB Podcast or LMB Pod. Which one is it? LMB Podcast. Okay. So, yeah, do that one. Yeah. Um, that one. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm feeling my sinuses start to, like, fill back mm. up, and I feel it, like, overtaking my body, and I cannot breathe out of my nose. It's 
very disturbing. Well, then allow me. Yes, please continue the outro. I have faith in you. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. If you do, we'll read it right here on the podcast. We will also be at PodEx, and that podcast festival is May 31st to June 2nd this year. We hope to see you there. There's going to be a lot of other fantastic podcasters there doing live shows, representing their stuff, strutting around, just being hot podcasters. If you want to come out and join us at PodX, you can get 10% off any ticket by going to podx.com backslash last name. So we hope we will see you at PodX. And if we don't, we'll just see you around the internet. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. Last Name Basis is hosted and produced by Francesca Ramsey and Patrick Condis. Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias, and our associate producer is Emily Pagosian. Our audio engineer is Onel Millette, and our videographer is Curtis Boone, and our show is recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. For more information, visit brickartsmedia.org radio. So you said what I said. No, you didn't say... I'll see you around the internet? No. What kind of shit is that? No, you said you'll you see you next week. And you're no, like, I didn't. we'll I see, you, see next. you in the future. No, you said next <laughs> week. And it was like, don't tell them we'll be here next week. We don't know when this episode's coming out. We definitely don't know we'll be here next week. That's a good point. Oh, man. Too funny. Okay. We didn't even get to the blowjob paper. <laughs> <laughs>